And now part two of our two-part conversation on financial literacy and growing generational wealth in the black community. Yo, what's good? Yo, we back yeah. with season two. Um, yeah, we about to get real New York on yeah. So I'm saying, like, follow, subscribe. Yeah. Y'all, we finna be it's live. It's yeah, we back again. So tell your friends and tell your ratchet ass friends. Thought we was gone, but nah, I know we ain't. But you got rid of us, but no, no, you can't. Yeah. Do you know about like investing? Like what type of investments do you do? Like the, I don't know, what's, what's the meat package one where everything is packaged together? You pay into it. The, the S&P. The index. Yes, so the index, index fund. fund. Yes. Oh my God. Not meat package. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Lunchables of, of, of the Lunchables of stock marketing. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was thinking um, ground beef, Western beef, all packaged up together. Oh, the yes. deal. You get a pound of turkey, a pound right. of turkey. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay. So when you get into investing, because I know, like, I fell prey to the whole Robin Hood scam. I'm still with them because I forgot to move my brokerage over. So I'm tussling with them right now um as far as the stock market I, and i know like we're not doing insider trading we're not about to give y'all no tips on no stocks like it's very much do the research but how do you get started on the path to doing the research and i'm so sorry guys if you guys can hear the music in the back my neighbors it's super bowl sunday and they are having their it's a merry mariachi band next door it's fine um my personal belief is that most people shouldn't probably be buying individual stocks because we don't know what's going to happen with individual companies and it's and unless you're going to do the actual work to learn the fundamentals of finance and investing and learn how to evaluate a company, like look at their balance sheet, look at their step reports, all of that. A lot of people, they're just throwing darts at a dartboard or, Mm -hmm. you know, randomly picking and you can't go off of a stock price. That doesn't tell you anything about the company and what it does and whether it's going to stick around. And unfortunately, with companies, a lot of it is also like the executives. As you see, there's always scam, not scams, but like scandals that's mm-hmm. going on. And then the that company tank because not everybody's running. So it's like it's too it's too risky, I think, for regular people to just be buying and selling stocks. I feel like everyone should have an investment account. You can do it. You can sign up for an account either like Vanguard, Charles Schwab, or like Fidelity. There's others. But those are like popular ones that's known and invest in an index fund. Like I, I describe it as you're driving on the highway and you're you're slow and steady in your lane, maintaining your, you know, you invest in over the years and you're and you're gonna get to the airport. And then you see someone speeding on the highway mm-hmm. in a sports car and they're zooming and zooming and zooming and it looks great and they're they're getting all the attention. And then you both end up at the same um, stoplight. You both stopped at the same stoplight because you're both going to end up at the same place. The only difference is 
this person might die in the process because they're speeding and doing right. all this craziness mm. on the highway and you're just slow and steady heading towards your mark. So I feel like everyone should be either, you can get like a U.S. total market index fund or as you see, an S&P 500 fund because those already have uh, built-in companies within it. Mm. Like, like with the S&P, it's a, the, the, the name suggests that it's supposed to have 500 companies within it. So you're already getting a diversification okay. from that without having to go out and do the work yourself. And now if one of those companies, something happened, you still have 499 there. Uh, so gotcha. keeping it going. And especially like with a index, like the U S total stock market, you, that, that tracks the whole, the whole U S um, economy. So unless the whole U S economy completely crashes which they're not gonna allow to do we can see that like they they it also you, would affect let, them let us crash first exactly <laughs> so that's <laughs> a safer bet <laughs> they, they would. that's a safer bet for you because even though it might go up and down if you know it's going to balance out in the end because the u.s um, economy mm. is going to balance out in the end right i wouldn't tell people go and take your rent money and buy this particular stock or buy this new hot investment that comes out because that's like going to the casino and gambling. You just mm. don't know. You're just throwing your dice and hoping to that yeah. it goes up and you can sell. And as you see, um, people don't really, you don't know when to get in and get out. And a mm. lot of people end up getting burned in addition to this, fees associated every time you buy and sell. No, I know Robinhood had their own thing where they weren't charging fees and that's why a lot of people were using it, but they were making their money in other types of ways mm -hmm. that was against the consumer mm -hmm. because they were selling your information to traders who are now could use that against you to say, if they're buying this way, we're going to buy the other way and then get and, out and now you're buying in while they're getting out and then you can right. see how that can be used yeah against you so i i don't recommend people do that if it's something that you're interested in after having your regular investment set up and you're good right there and you're you know maxing out everything and everything is taken care of and you're like oh i have an extra thousand dollars let me go you know right. play money i don't mind if i lose it Sure, but not, oh my God, I'm about to be homeless because I done took this money thinking I was going <laughs> to, no, I wouldn't recommend, lake, right? yeah, yeah, I don't recommend anyone. Yeah, one of my biggest um, stressors, I do, I have Robinhood as well, I have individual stocks that I bought, like, I mean, was it last summer when everybody was going wild over, we'll get to crypto in a second, but right. Everybody was going over, like, going crazy about Dogecoin. And I was, like, locked into my phone. I'm like, it's up. We're at 75 cents. We're at uh, 95 cents. And I think I had made, like, $2,000 at some point in Dogecoin. And I mistakenly sold it. Um, so I had, the, I had the money. And then I was like, no, I'm putting it all back in. And then it dropped. So now I'm, like, negative, right? Now again, play money. So I didn't. It, it, it didn't affect me because it was like I, I think I had put in maybe like two hundred dollars to begin with, and it had right. just it just did so well because um, right. it was up and up and up. But like when it comes to like um, stocks, I don't want to watch anything. I'm I really want to set it and forget it. I do not want to have to be like pulling money out, watching where it's at today. Like that's something that turns me off. 
to the whole idea of it. Um, last year, well, 2020, now it's happening. I had no job. I had time to play fake day broker. Now I have a job again. <laughs> I cannot play day broker. Um, so I like the idea of the S&P and these indexes being something where you can just set it and forget it. And because we live in a capitalist country, the government is not going to let these, com- these companies bail. They will always bail them out. Right. So right. It, it's, it's, I know, I know there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. There's no like, um, fire free or fireproof plan to invest. Like right. we all can lose money anytime, but I do like, I like the idea of the government and the, I like the idea of capitalism carrying me through in case shit gets crazy. Right. It does balance out in the end. There'll, there's going to be years of up and down and again, you don't have to watch it. It's, it's very nerve-wracking to see your money going down and you're thinking, oh my God, I just <laughs> lost all this money. But over time, it mm-hmm. balances out and they'll say you get 8%, 10% over time, which is what you want. You don't want to be chasing 200% and then mm. you lose it in the next day or a week. Or I have a question. Oh. Um, with these, and I don't know if, if they differ per index, is there a max... Um, is there a max to put in or is there a minimum? Well, there's our minimum. Cause I feel like sometimes I feel like people who are like not well off, we feel like I don't have enough money to invest. Like I have a dollar, that's not enough to make a difference. But is there a minimum you have to put in or can you slowly put in and, and you know, work up to maybe a thousand dollars in a year? You can put money into the account and then it'll just be in like a settlement account or what they have now is like a high yield. Um, savings account so it's not being invested just putting the money in the account doesn't mean it's being invested you actually have to go and buy the Mm -hmm. the the indexes for it to actually be invested with um vanguard they do have minimums so i know that is a deterrent uh, for a lot of people i haven't checked it recently but when i first started um the minimum that they had for um some of their funds was like 3000 minimum. Other companies may not have a minimum, so you can just start buying okay. right away. So that's something like you would have to check okay. to see, okay, this one doesn't have a minimum. I could just start buying. Okay. Um, the only difference is that Vanguard tends to have the lowest fees. Out of- and the fees are on the front end or the back end? No, the fees... Are are the management fees to run the fund? Although the monthly, yeah. Okay. And um, depending also, well, and that's the only fees they have. Other companies may have front end or back end fees depending on the type of fund that you're purchasing. Okay. So the front end fee would be oh you have to pay this fee when you buy into it, or when you sell. So that's also something that you have to consider mm-hmm. when you're looking at the different funds in terms of what to what to buy. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I just looked it up. Vanguard is still $3,000 minimum <laughs> investment. Okay. Because I was, it, I too, it can't was seem thinking. daunting, but like if, if you put in, let's say you're, you're putting a certain amount every month into the, into the, the, the high yield savings account there, you might be surprised, like at the end of the year, you're like, "Oh, I actually have enough to to hit it because that money is going there, and you don't even realize." Like sometimes it it adds up quickly. 
So yeah. question. So let's say I get I put I put the three thousand into the Vanguard account. Do I have to keep putting money in? Is that my choice? Or I can just leave three thousand and see where three thousand goes forever? Or do I have to constantly be adding to it? You don't have to add to it, but you would want to. Mm-hmm. Um only because you want to build it up okay. as, as much as possible. Okay. That's how and that plays into compound interest because the more money that's compounding, then the more money you earn on it. Okay. Yeah. And then once and then you can even reach a point where the 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 money that you're making from it from the investment account is more than your your paycheck because there's so much money mm. that's in there. The the I don't know what it's what it's called. You have the capital gains interest, and you also have dividends that some companies pay out. So when you calculate that that you're making on the investment, the more money you have, the more you're gonna. You, the more you're gonna be earning okay. on it. Okay. What are your thoughts on crypto? Because that feels a hot <laughs> tamale topic. <laughs> Do you think it is the future? I mean, people have made money off crypto, so it 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 has shown something. It works, but like, is it like? What do you think about it? I think the underlying. Underlying, um, what is it called? The underlying technology that is built on is is good, and that's probably going to be around in the future. However, the investing in the in the the currencies that part that part. Um, I don't, I don't recommend one it's unregulated. So you don't know what's going on, what's happening. It feels like a wild, wild west mm-hmm. type of thing where anybody can say and do whatever, you know, like people are creating coins out of thin air. Right. There's nothing back in it. Whereas like investing in a company, you know, there's an actual company there selling a product or service and there's, there's substance behind it so that's that's the issue with the whole crypto currencies like you're just buying something that somebody made up uh, off their head and it's like anyone can just go in and do that and unfortunately what tends to happen is the the late users always end up holding the bag Mm -hmm. because whoever gets in first they're gonna make the money you're they're gonna sell it to you now coming in and they they walk away with the money that they made off of you and now you're left with, <laughs> with nothing right. to show for it. So I, I would have recommended, um, it's, it's not, I don't fully understand it. It's not, it's not even regulated. There's no way for you to secure the money or go after anyone. If anything happens, it's just too, it's too up in the air until the government comes in and says, okay, we're going to start regulating this market and these are the rules that's going to apply and this is what you can and can't do when it comes to consumers because that's what happens with these other investments like they have to market a certain way they have to stick to certain rules and laws and there's also a certain layer of protection where if there's fraud or anything happens the government does there is insurance uh, 
right like, for, like for the cryptocurrency i know like you have crypto wallet and essentially it's protected by a password several passwords like a long password i think i have one and it's a long password it's like 85 characters something crazy like that but truly if shara would have find my wallet and know my password the money is hers Right. That's all. That's that's all it takes. There's no one. Like I said, there's no regulation. So any you know people who are doing this, they're online. They're like deep online people. If they hack your password, they have it. Um, I think recently a a a, a big person in crypto. Well, several of them have died. It's suspicious. That's not that. I don't know. If you, <laughs> like okay, quick quick gossip. Quick crypto team. So three different. Um, millionaires or maybe billionaires in the crypto world have died recently and they're all like suspicious um i don't know their names because i'm not in the world that much but i do i i do know this is happening but and they're young like 25 35 like they're young they, they've all just died like so people are like fuck is going on there but one of them um no one has his crypto wallet so now there's like 25 million dollars or some crazy amount of money that is just existing in the ether that no one has access to and they will never, and no one will ever have access to it because there's no, that's it. He had, the wallet is, he's dead. The password is gone. And now the money is just there, never to be claimed ever again. Whereas I assume if you have like a saving, uh, an investment account, your wife could petition to, right. your dead, your dead wife husband could petition to have your, this account opened up and receive the money. Well, yeah, and you are you also list beneficiaries on these accounts. Right. So if something happens to you, the money goes to the the beneficiaries. Right. There's probably a manhunt <laughs> for this crypto wallet key right now. Who's looking and trying to figure out how to get access? No, I just don't understand the crypto conversation. Especially we spoke about one coin and a woman who vanished into thin air with like billions of dollars the government is still looking for her it's just like i i can't invest in something that i don't understand and it's like not a real like it literally just sprang up out of nowhere it's like make-believe money and i i just i mean people are making money from it but no thank you yeah i want to recommend people venturing because now all that money gonna be gone forever just in the waves of the air. Mm-hmm. No, thank yeah. you. That's crazy, though. It is the whole the the. I feel like what it started off as, um, it was supposed to be like a building block of of keeping um. I feel like like some kind of transparency and and where if someone does something on the, the crypto chain then it's like locked in and someone else can't like it was supposed to be this whole level of like transparency and and i don't even know what i'm integrity yeah where it's not supposed to be hackable or mm-hmm. you know transferable mm-hmm. or change like no no one sh- should be able to go in and change or hack it or anything but then as you see there's all these scams and hacking and people hearing all this money yeah <laughs> you know whenever you have anything involving money or anything like that there's always going to be some level of scamming going on it's just part of part of it and it's like you can do so well without it it's not 
it's not something to even try to to get in because I don't know any I personally don't know anyone who has done well within within crypto so right I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it okay yeah. since we're talking about we we are talking about retirement investments and the last stage of life after you die right after you bang bang you leave this earth you transcend how do you protect because we this whole conversation came about because we want to talk about building generational wealth in the black community and so much like I think somebody was telling me the story about Prince and how he just like this man didn't leave a will. He just didn't care. Aretha Franklin, Miss Money in a Pocketbook, didn't leave a will. She just like let the family descend on it and just was like, fuck it. And I just find that it, it makes something in my soul seize up because I'm like, there's no there's no structure to help them continue to build the right. well mm-hmm. to like keep it going and I, I know so much of us like especially in the black community as far as um after life plan after life planning goes it's like they'll have like a life insurance policy to pay for their funeral and then maybe there's some money left over to like take a couple of thousand dollars to take care of the family and then that's just about the extent of what it is but like you know, we watch the movies, we see the TV shows, and white people, they have wills and trusts and all this highfalutin shit. And it's just like, I feel like as a black community, we just are no. a little bit behind yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by a lot in that area. Yeah. Wills and trusts. Okay. I do think everyone should have a will. Once you turn 18, you should have a will. I know it's not easy <laughs> because not that it's not easy. It's it's just having to sit down and actually do it. And the more you have going on in your life, the more you have to plan for. So knowing all of this and knowing and believing that, I still haven't sat down and completed my will. It's, it's very, like, I have, I have, I have something through my job that allows you to, you know, this legal aid thing, but it's just sitting down and working through it. And like, I have to decide who's going to be in charge of my kids and I can't figure that out. <laughs> so it's just so much. I, I am going to do it. I am. Um, I think everyone should at least just schedule that time block it off and just say, okay, I'm going to face this and I'm going to do it um, and just sit down and come up with um, some type of will. It's a question. So wills are not just for money. They're they're for everything in your, in your... Yes. Okay. It makes the process easier for your family after you pass because mm. now there's something in place to say this is what should happen. Whereas if you don't have that, it's up to the state in which you live in every state have their own um, legalities on how they, they handle that. So you, it's going to be based on the state you live in. They, they're, you're essentially 
giving the decision up to them mm -hmm. of what happened. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I did have a, a friend who was like their a family member of them, their son passed when he was like 19, 20. And you wouldn't think that he need a will because he's so young, but the, the parents weren't able to access any of his accounts or anything mm. because he's technically an adult, he's grown. And without that will, they have to go through a whole court process. I don't know if they ever figured it out. Um, and they're like, but it's our money. We gave it to him. You know, it's our money sitting in his account. But it's like, it doesn't matter. He's an adult. There was nothing in place to say that you gain access. And the mm -hmm. state is not, they don't care. It's going to be based oh. on the law. So that's where wow. having a will comes in. You get to also say, this is how I want my funeral. Um, to take place this is you know these things this is what should happen with my things or whatever it's really just giving direction for your family and that and that they can put bring to the court and have the process go smoother um, now with a trust i'm sorry before you go sure. trust so with a will does it have to be like a legal document or can i just write or does it have to be recognized by a legal entity to be official I would check with um, New York State. I didn't. I didn't confirm. Okay. Um, with that, I know. I feel like I've heard that some people have just written out a will, and as long as you get like a witness or someone to maybe a um, what are those? A notary. Yeah, mm -hmm. that might work. And I guess it will if there's nothing, no one contesting it, and you don't have anything. But if you want to make it more official, I would say probably yeah, legal. The legal yeah, okay. Do the legal route. just so you don't have the any complications of the court saying, being it up to a judge discretion right. whether they want to be nice that day or not. Like you want to make sure you have. Okay, yeah, so it says in New York State, she's right, that there needs to be, um, the will must be signed by the drafter, the person that writes the will, and two witnesses who are at least 18 years of age, and they cannot be a beneficiary of the will. Okay, and then yeah. um, I believe a living will is if like you become sick and you can't make your decisions, that person is in charge of like, and you... It, that's that's those are your decisions why you're still alive right like who's going to handle my money who's going to pay my bills who's going to be have access to my accounts not not a living will a living will just mean that it can be changed okay um mm. at any time that's a medical um directive so that's a different okay that's a different um form that you would have you would appoint someone as your medical directive or even a power of attorney you have to oh. appoint someone as that to have them have um legal say over your estate you the power of attorney is to have um legal say over your estate you still need a medical mm -hmm. directive if you want to appoint someone to make medical decisions on your behalf if you're not mm -hmm. capable of doing that so those are separate forms that you would also have to have in place in addition to the will okay. yeah and i know we're talking about money but i will say you need a medical proxy in place as somebody who has had a family riddled with like medical things it has like saved family members lives by having a medical proxy to make 
decisions on your behalf. So do that, people, because that's real. And that's at any age. And I think that's for free. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You just need someone that's recognized as this is a person that's going to be making the decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Someone you trust. Okay. Right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So now I'm sorry to cut you off earlier. Trust. Yes. Trust is, is very, it's like a will. Except now with the trust, you don't have to go through the court. You the everything is set up. You appoint a trustee. They manage your estate and everything on your behalf. You get to avoid the whole probate process of going through the court, um, which means that you get more privacy because now, once you go through probate, your information becomes public record. Mm-hmm. So trust allows you to not have your business, I guess become public record um and you you have more control over like oh i want this specifically to happen with the account or you know if my kids want this then i can get to determine oh only give them a thousand per month or whatever it gives you a little bit more control the thing with trust is they're more expensive Okay. to do like I know someone who's a lawyer and the previous law firm she was at wouldn't even talk to you if you didn't have a certain amount of money in the trust or as as a network um, like you have to have like millions yeah for them to even okay. look at you because it's not I guess they're saying the paperwork involved and the interest that's something that's personal to each person they're gonna have to sit down and go through everything with you. So oh, the wow. trust, the trust is more expensive. It's something that you're going to have to spend some money on. And- so is it even worth it if you don't have a lot of money? Like me, I have no money, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it's worth it. <laughs> no, because what would, what would, yeah, I- you're spending all this money yeah, for to, what? To- I have, I have yeah. no, no, there's nothing to give anybody at the end of it anyway. Right? Right. Like must- my, my, my Mac computer, my phone, like what, <laughs> what am I? Right. Just write that well done on that piece of paper. Right. I'm have you and you and uh, uh, Shara sign it and put it, hang up in the refrigerator. <laughs> right. We're done. Will is right. done. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so a lot of times we're hearing information online and we're saying rich people do this, rich people do that. But then it's also like, is it applicable to your situation? This, this is not what they did to become rich. This is what they're doing to protect their wealth and to be able to avoid taxes like a lot of what rich people do is really finding ways to protect their money from having to pay too much in taxes so a lot of stuff that we're seeing they're putting in place might not even apply to you because if you don't have the money to fund it or to pay for it then like you know it's not it's not worth it okay right so we're talking about building generational wealth um so i'm gonna bring up insurance um, because that was one of my hopes. I'm still going to try to make it happen. Um, you know, I have parents and they are going to die at some point. Um, and I've talked to them. I was like, Hey, how would you feel if I took out like a high insurance on you? And they were like, do it. My mom, you know, she's a little different. My dad is like, however much you can get and you can afford to pay until I pass away. He was like, do it. If you're, if I pass away and you take home X amount of thousand dollars, and either that goes to paying a debt off or buying a house, he's all for it. 
So do you think that is a viable way for black people to build generational wealth outside of other things, outside of, you know, income, right. stuff like that? Yeah. What other ways that don't involve labor can we start including ourselves in for gener generational wealth? Okay. As someone who has worked in insurance for 10 years. Okay. Okay. I feel like there's a misconception about the purpose of insurance. Insurance is not to make money. Insurance is a form of protection in case something happens. And that's for all insurance, whether it's car insurance, life insurance, you know, insurance on your home or whatever it is. It's really just there to protect you in the, in the event that a loss occurred and to help you to, to become whole. It's not really to make it's not to make money. Okay. It's not there. So is my plan not going to work? <laughs> With your plan, I would say because a lot of a lot of people take out um, insurance like on themselves or their spouse if they have young kids and they want to have them taken care of in case something something happens. And like um, Ty was saying, people have insurance, you know, to help pay for their funeral expense or debt or whatever. It is that they're leaving behind. So that's really what like the benefits of it are. Um, with your parents, the, the thing with insurance is it gets more expensive the older you mm -hmm. get. And also uh, dependent on your health. So that's why they say it's better to get it when you're young and healthy because then you're going to have really small premiums mm -hmm. because you're young and healthy. They're not expecting you to die right. um, anytime soon. So they're willing to take that risk. Someone who's older and who, who has medical issues um, tend to not qualify. Or if they are, it's probably going to be at a much higher mm -hmm. rate. Because you have to think about it, like insurance have what are called actuaries. And they're sitting there running the numbers, doing the calculation, running the probability based on numbers. Like insurance is based on the probability of large numbers. So they have all these data to say people in this age group or, you know, once you, and, and, and you're, you're getting older and that's what, that's what tends to happen. Right. You're going to, you're going to eventually die. So they're taking all of that into account. Like I know someone who tried to get, um, life insurance and she wasn't that she wasn't that old but her blood work came back slightly abnormal and mm. i think it was probably for anemia so it's not anything serious but she has not been able to get life insurance because they keep questioning well this is off this mm. is off what's going on here and it's like they don't want to take the risk because they don't know what it is and even if it's something as minor as anemia they, they are still questioning it like right. I don't know like I don't can like, why your why your iron so low as, <laughs> a, as an anemic Betty <laughs> baby that is a little shaking in mid timbers that is crazy but okay. So online, there's this whole discourse about how white people use their life insurance policies to buy houses, to they borrow against it to like um, start businesses and then add back into it. Okay. 
pause. In my ears, you sound crazy. But I wasn't sure I if do? it was just me or if it's... But you said, you said you sound fine, so it's me. No, you heard that I was pausing it. You heard the sizzling from No, the... no, it's... No, my headphones sound like... Yeah, you heard, like, it was like... It was rattling, right? I don't know, but you can't hear it. No, it sounds like... It sounds like either my headphones are bad or your headphones are bad, but Shara's not hearing it, so it's my headphones. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, got it. Okay, um... Yes, oh. I know. I know what you're talking about. Whole life, whole life. Is is that okay? That's what I was saying. So online, they all talking about like the whole waka flock of flame. If people seen that about how he has a life insurance policy, and he says black people need to have more because he takes money out of it without penalty, starts businesses, buy a home. I guess he puts the money back in at some point, and that's how they say essentially how white people come up and do all of these things but now you're saying like life insurance is for accidents invest in other ways it's with thoughts conflicting yeah so what he's referring to is whole life there's two type of life insurance whole life and term life um the advice is that majority of people should get term life insurance and it just means that you're getting insurance for a certain period of time so whether that's 25 years, like I said, most people get it because they have young kids and they want to make sure if anything happens to them, they're taken care of. And that's why they get it for like 25 years. So once the kids are grown, I don't need it anymore. They're grown. They should be in a you know, position to be able to take care of themselves, um, fend for themselves. With whole life, you're essentially paying um, for the whole, well, like forever, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're supposed to be building a cash um, investment alongside it. So that's what he's probably referring to is the cash basis of, oh, I'm buying, paying for health, I'm paying for life insurance, but some of the money is also um, being invested and I have this cash that I can take a loan out on. Um, Mm -hmm. The reason why it's not recommended it's because the premiums alone is way more than than uh, people can even afford. It will be like 600 700 per month um, for them as opposed to like two to 300 per year for term life. Right. And the cash buildup that he's referring to, um, again, this is why I said this is for, this will be something for rich people. This is what rich people do to shield their money from taxes. So to build up the oh. cash reserve to be able to even take a loan out on it, what if you're not putting in a lot, it's going to take you years to do mm. that. If you're just putting in your $100, whatever it is, the cash reserve is going to take a long time to build up before you can even start taking money out on it. But if you already have that money right. and you you buy a whole life, okay, now you can start pulling the cash reserve Gotcha. Barring against the cash reserve, as he said, to do all these other things with it. So it's a way for them to shield their money from taxes, but they already have the money. They're not building up to that to get to that point. Like he already has, he already accumulated his wealth another way. And now he's just finding other ways of. To keep the wealth. Yeah. Right. So it's not, it wouldn't really be recommended for. It, it would be the Thank same like the so trust much. you can't afford. <laughs> Shara said, listen, 
That's not the tax bracket that you are working in. Don't. Not too much on it. Not too much on it. Yeah, because a lot of people all. spend putting so much money into it. And then when they end up needing it, they don't even see half the mm. money that they paid into it. Whereas like if, if investing is, is something you want to do, get a regular life insurance and then take the difference that you would have been paying in a premium and just get an investment account. Mm. And that would have been building up. Ah, see, okay. I yeah. See, this is why we have you on here because the tax, it, it's not toxic, but I, I just feel like often when people talk about money, they never talk about, or, or just like acquiring, not even wealth, but just like maintaining your own money. I feel like so much America, they love to like paint this picture of you at some point becoming rich, becoming the 1%. But it's like, no, people will, 99% of those people will not be 1%, you know? So how do you protect what you have? How do you preserve whatever you can? And because I too, I was like, okay, like I was telling Asia, I was like, okay, so boom, we got to get the good life insurance so we could like put money into, like, we're not going to acquire that right now. (laughs) Right. You're just making someone else rich because uh, someone is getting a right. fee off of uh, right. So I'll be okay yeah. with my term life, and I do understand the pitfalls of term life because they're like, okay, if you're paying like two hundred dollars a month for mm-hmm. a huh? I think um, no. Siri got triggered. Siri got triggered somehow. Oh. Oh, here again? Here? Yeah. Okay, you're back. And, and we couldn't hear you because it was like, I'm listening. Yeah, so. Siri just chimed in. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Um, No, I was saying like, I'm glad that you broke it down like that because America, like the whole 99% stuff and it's like, no, you have to protect your money. The 99% people, you have to protect that money and you're not going to acquire the wealth. You're not going to have um the access that some of these people do that they use to like get ahead or maintain their wealth. Um, right. No, I yeah. think I think it's like selling a dream, mm-hmm. right? Everybody ascribes to do this and to be there, but then it's not realistic in how they're telling people because they're not giving people the details, right? And a lot of times you would hear someone say, "Oh, so and so ethnic group does this, and they're not doing that, or and they don't pay taxes, and they're buying up all the real estate," but they don't you don't know what they're doing right we're right. just hearing it just seems like oh if they're doing it maybe i should do it too but it's like okay but get information on the specifics of what they're doing and see if it applies to your situation because they might be doing something different and you're trying to do the same thing and now you're getting in trouble because you're not doing it the right way because you don't really know how it's done <laughs> and i mean and and and, and talking about you know black people specifically and how we there are, well, there have historically been lots of laws to to legally keep us from doing certain things. So when people talk about like, you know, uh, uh, Chinese food restaurants, um, Chinese people couldn't own any other business besides restaurants. That's why they have them. They, they weren't always, you know, they weren't cooks. They came to the country to do other stuff, but the government said, no, what we will allow you to do is have a Chinese restaurant. So they were like, okay, well, we want to have Chinese restaurants and that's why there's so many of them and that's why they're all over the place because that's what mm. that's what but as black Americans we weren't allowed any of those businesses yeah. <laughs> they, you know they were just like good luck buddies don't know what you're going to do don't know what you're going to do don't know where you're going to live so a lot of the times like you said we hear about like the Jewish community China, any other community doing stuff we also have to take into into um, consideration 
that we have historically been blocked from entering into these businesses, which is where, which is why there's a lack of wealth. It's not just, you know, this idea that we did, we're, we're, we're big spendthrifts. We couldn't spend our money anywhere else anyway. You know, we couldn't, we couldn't spend our money on businesses and on owning property because we weren't allowed to. Yeah. We have a lack of access. Yeah. I remember, I think I told the story before, maybe privately, but I, this guy who was a drug dealer was telling me that he made good money selling drugs as they do. And he had enough money to buy the bodega on his block in cash. But then when he went to buy it, the guy was like, no, we got to go to the bank. And he's like, why? <laughs> like, I'm a drug dealer. Oh, um, can't go to the bank. Don't have any credit. And it's like, well, we can't do business do business with, with just you. We have to go to the bank. And it's like, okay, you have a, a black man who probably has no credit. And even if he had decent credit, we have history. We have facts that banks like Wells Fargo were doing predatory loaning and charging black people completely um crazy interest rates compared to other people so it's like it denied 52 percent of those black people from loans which because <laughs> yeah. i just i just i think it's very important that when when black people hear the talk about financial independence and, and generational wealth we can't put all the blame on ourselves because Truly, it has not been a one-sided thing. It has also been the government in which we live under stopping us right. from gaining a lot of that wealth. Yeah. And and maintaining it and having access to it. Um, so yeah, to your point, we need the full picture. It just can't be, well, I heard so-and-so community does this, but what is so-and-so community allowed to do? How are they allowed to use their money? How are they allowed to, you know? And it's like, the government does unfortunately play a big role yeah. in our communities in all communities and in our community, it plays a role in the most negative way. And also I learned on TikTok, Chase, Wells Fargo, which was Wachovia bank and another bank, they, um, how, how they got to be where they are today through lots of dubious encounters. But one of them was having life insurance on enslaved people. And at some point, um, 80% of their funds came from enslaved life insurance policies. So when you're thinking about banking, I mean, I have a Chase account now I'm about to close. Some of these yeah. companies, besides right. being currently terrible, they've been historically terrible. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's a history. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, really- like this, you, you said many things and I was like, absolutely. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the movie The Banker. It's on Apple TV. I think Apple Plus, Apple TV, whatever. And it's basically about the first black man that was trying to do real estate in Cali, I believe, or San Francisco. I can't remember. It was California. And all of the pitfalls that they fell into with trying, like with the redlining and all of that, and just how hard that was. And then on the white side of it, it's just like there's a show called Bad Sisters. Um, It has nothing to do, it's a thriller, comedy, whatever. But the husband dies. Well, they killed the husband. The sisters killed the husband. But he had an insurance policy and the insurance that the guy, the solicitor, he's trying to figure out like if it was uh, a dubious act of how the guy died because they don't have the money to pay out because it's like an independent company and his father didn't do it. So it's just like, like you were saying, like one thing is like, yes, as black people, we are so far behind the financial th- gaps, especially black Americans, because like, it's been an uphill battle to just like maintain, to do all of this. But then also I believe the larger thing is like, even for white people, 
business, money. It's such a, it's kind of like crypto. Like some of this shit is made up. Like nobody really knows the rules to it. So it's just like, what, like if, if the white people can't even catch up or really figure out what the fuck is going on, how can we? And they invented it. There's like, like a hidden, there's a, there's a hidden um, way to play the game and we don't know. Right. That's the real Illuminati. Like yeah. Beyonce is not Illuminati. <laughs> the money banking system of America, that's the real Illuminati. Like, yeah. oh, that's probably why they said she in it because she a billionaire. They worth a billion dollars. I don't care. But yeah, that was my they've been saying that even before they reached that level. They have. Yeah, we, have. we discussed on another episode how if you're black, you're Illuminati. Yes. If, if you're white, you're just rich. You worked for it. Yeah, yeah you worked for no, it. Yeah. But if you're black, you're Illuminati. Right. Yeah, you, you clearly just... sell, sell your soul. That's yeah. the only way you crazy. Can get yeah, I was just like, right, so black people can't be exceptionally talented and good to be paid for it. They have mm-hmm. to have some satanic uh, ties to it. Got it right. Um... I think, listen, Shara, thank you so much. Oh, you have something else to say? Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say that I do, I do believe poverty, poverty is a crime. Like, it's a system that they put in place to keep us, to keep us in. And I used to believe that, no, those people are lazy. You have to work hard and you're going to get there because that's what I was told. And I spent my whole life, you know, staying focused. I'm not going to get in trouble i'm gonna do the right thing and then you did all of that and you're still not <laughs> there and you you start paying attention and looking around and you're like it's a system they, they try to keep you in a system and it's like only one percent of people ever make it out of the hood or the ghetto because that's how it's designed to keep you in and it's like so much is going on so much distractions this that you can't even stay focused enough to do what you need to do to elevate yourself. So it's like, this is all by design so that we're blaming ourselves. We're telling ourselves, no, it's because I'm not working hard enough. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But even when you do all those things, you're still getting, you're still not getting ahead. You're still not getting the loan for your business. They still, you know, don't want to give you, um, housing they, they're devaluing your house because oh your house is worth less because you're bad like once you like start educating yourself on how things really work then you start realizing how everything is designed and in place to keep you back yeah. and it's not for us lack of trying we're, we're literally being held back like we shouldn't have to be damn near perfect do everything just to be able to have more than a minimum way of living like a lot of us has to make like serious sacrifice to even be able yeah. to to get out of our our current home environment get old and whatever it is and it's like it's, it is what it is so the best thing we can do honestly i i fully believe knowledge is power mm-hmm. the most powerful thing you can have is knowledge and that's why they did not want slaves to learn how to read or write because once you're aware and you have an understanding talk that shit then it's like oh we can't you can't control someone who knows their stuff it's easier to control someone who is 
illiterate or ignorant or who doesn't know because they're not even aware of what's going on. So we gotta we gotta educate ourselves. Don't be afraid to figure out how this system works and try to make it work for you. Yeah, like you said, do your research because you have debunked several of our get rich schemes. <laughs> For the last three months, Asia and I have been in our chat, like sending TikToks, like scam, scam. You wanna? Should we do the scam? This scam? Right. No. So now we know. We just need a fucking S and P. It's giving an index fund. You, you gotta, you gotta get further ahead. If you do that, then you spend all your time trying to work scam whatever people. someone's selling you. Yeah. And just well, so if. Sorry, Hold on. If you guys didn't catch it, I'm going to close it. Yeah, I, I'm, we're on the same thing. And if you guys did not understand what Shara was saying in her beautiful speech, she said, if you can read, you can do the things to get you out of your circumstance because you are not a victim. So educate yourself so we can further ourselves. Get that. Catch that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to do a real budget. Mm-hmm. And people listening, do a real, like she has gave us so many tools that we can do right now where we don't have to sacrifice our lifestyles too much, where we can still have experiences. And, um, and she gave you a free game. So let's do the Lord's work or whoever you believe in sky daddy and, and do that. Do that. Yeah. Cause it's given, we need, we need wealth cause wealth is power. Truly. Really, in this country. Really is. It really is going to be starting the business soon right yes yes so that's part of me um realizing that okay i need to increase the income side of the (laughs) equation i got the other side down this entire time i was like once we get off this call i have many ways for you to in my mind, I'm a manager for people. I was like, yeah, like you need to capitalize on the amount of knowledge that you have because you have really, um, it, I, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but like you are doing budgeting, life planning, financial planning for everyday people, like for people that's not doing some, like I think so much that we need to change the narrative around money in this country. Like the fact that everybody wants to grow up to be a millionaire and that's beautiful to aspire to. But before you get there, you have to protect the money. Yes. And a lot of y'all not going to get there. And that's just, that's just numbers. Yeah, it is. You have to define success for yourself. Mm -hmm. That you can't chase someone else's um, idea of success. Right. And for you, that might not be being a millionaire. It could be something else, but you have to define what that is. So um, so um, as Sonia was saying, I started a company and right now I don't have any like on like web pages or anything like that because it's just me starting out. So I'm not trying to unnecessarily buy stuff that I don't need and I'm essentially offering um, Microsoft Excel services to business owners who may not want to do the task themselves or creating like pivot tables and expense reports and those things. So I'm there to um, offer that service to them, free up their time. They can put their time and energy back into growing their business um, by hiring me. So I did actually went back to school for that um, to become a financial, no, a data analyst. So I'm trying to put those skills to use and start my own thing because I want to 
have more flexibility to be there for my kids in the way that I want and also do work that I like and enjoy. So that's where I'm at. So can we link your Instagram? People can DM you now or you're not up yet. I'll give you my email so they can okay. email me. Okay. We will definitely link that. We will have Shower back on once everything is up and running. (laughs) Okay? Because once you pay... Listen, a play cousin always going to be a play cousin. We always going to ride hard for the fam. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. And y'all know what to do. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh, I am the Asia Thomas, uh, Seiki, and Sally, and your girl, I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificating Pod. You can follow us, engage, 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 and like us on YouTube. We are at From the Burrows Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, engage, and... Don't forget, we love y'all play cousins. Bye.